From WKYT Podcast, this is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, Amber Philpotts. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome into Uniquely Kentucky. I've got a guy here that has been kicking it around in the music scene for um, a few years now. He really got his uh, big start a couple years ago. Mr. Walker Montgomery, if you think you know that name, he is the son of what I consider 90s country royalty. Does that make you feel weird, Walker? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, that's just that's just daddy in my in my sense. But he, he, was, uh, he was very successful and... Uh, he had a very blessed career with great songs that uh, people are still singing today. And we so. should say, if there's somebody listening that doesn't know who we're talking yeah. about, that is John Michael yeah. <laughs> Montgomery. Uh, you are born and raised here mm-hmm. in Jessamine County, yeah. grew up here. How old are you now? I'm t- I just turned 20. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I met you, I guess, first when you were like 17, yeah. 18. You were yeah. a senior over at Sayre, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you have been playing music, you said probably around 2015, legit, in and around the bars where, you know, you can't even drink at a bar, yeah, but you're yeah. in there playing. Talk to me about that first time getting on stage. Well, you know, there's X's on your hands, and and uh, I was I was 16. I guess I was a sophomore in high school, and that was a uh, that was the first time that I ever went on stage at Willie's, locally known. It was at the old Willie's mm-hmm. in uh, off, off South Broadway, I think that's where it is. But uh, you know, it was it was a cool experience. Definitely, definitely got the bug. It, the bug bit me that night, and uh, of course, it was just a you know three guitars little acoustic band thing we had going on but uh that's when it, that's when it really started to hit and and uh that bug bit me pretty hard i think a lot of people would just assume because of who your father was and all of his success that music would have come very early to you mm-hmm. like that you just from knee high would have been mm-hmm. singing but really the bug didn't catch you till your teenage years yeah, it sounds like well i always I always respect my parents immensely because growing up they never forced me into music you know they surrounded me with with a uh, football and basketball and acting and and uh and music and then they throw school in every now and then and uh but so i had i grew up doing a lot of different things and uh and you know mama thought i was gonna be a lawyer or something i said i should have I, I told her i was like well you should have known as uh, as soon as i went to high school and started playing music that that wasn't gonna happen but uh yeah so i mean it, it, it you know music i kind of went my own path to it and uh but Daddy always says that, you know, if it's in your blood, you can't get away from it. And it's in your yeah. blood now. It is, like, <laughs> pulsing through there. Yeah. Talk to me about the career. So you put out Simple Town, mm-hmm. and then you put out Just Say When, yeah. right? Yeah. I know you're working on some new music, but talk to me about just penning songs and where you get that motivation, yeah. inspiration for that. Well, I guess I wrote Simple Town. I wrote it on my... I was I wrote it on my amp in my room. I guess I was 17 years old or something uh-huh. like that, and uh, so you know we just started playing it out, and and uh, luckily uh, you know we were blessed enough to for 98.1 the Bull and 97.5 to to jump on on that song with us, and uh, you know just writing songs that try to that are relatable to people and try to t- tug at their heartstrings. And uh, what happened with Simple Town was we did a show in. Uh, in Jessamine County, it was the first year they the Jessamine County Fair did uh, music, and I mean like a thousand people come out to see this seventeen year old kid, you know, just bouncing around up there. And uh, so I thought that was that was that was just so cool. So I had to write a song, a little anthem for my hometown, and that's mm-hmm. how Simple Town came came about. Do you find now because you can put out an EP, and and at the time you you know you don't have a major record label mm-hmm. knocking on your door but is it is it easy for guys like you to be able to do that and put out songs like that well nothing's easy but That's true. you know nothing but is uh, easy. it is it's a lot easier now that we have sure. the spotify 
and the uh, and and the iTunes and stuff because we don't need a big record label to be pushing us. You know, we can just put our music out and uh, and if people like it, they'll show they'll show up to shows. Yeah, we've got two songs on there. Simpletown's about to hit three million, which is crazy, mm -hmm. by the way. Uh, and then just say when is over a million. I think it's at like one point five, and uh, hopefully the other songs will get there pretty soon. But. Where do you, you know, obviously your dad had so many amazing songs out there, and then I read too that you're just, your musical influencer are those people that have been able to tug at people's heartstrings. Yeah, you like, yeah. it sounds like you like a good story yeah, in a song. Yeah. So where do you gather some of that influence? Well, I'm blessed because, especially in country music, I like the new stuff, I like the 90s stuff, and I like the old stuff, mm -hmm. the Johnny Cashes and all that stuff. So I'm blessed to be able to love all that, and I can kind of, in my music, I feel like I can kind of put all of that together. And, uh, and you know, it's got modern lyrics, but it's still got that steel guitar, and it's still got that, uh, that rock and telecaster in there, that kind of 90s feel. And uh, that's just, that's what it's all about for me, is, is being able to, to uh, just do country music. And, uh, but obviously, you know, I love all kinds of music. I love, I love Frank Sinatra and, mm -hmm. and Benny Goodman, big band stuff. That's, that's kind of my secret music that nobody knows about. I listen to that old, old man 1930s stuff. <laughs> But uh, so that's that's fun for me. But I've I've my I've got uh, all kinds of musical influences. Do you have a first recollection of man? My dad is somebody. My dad's <laughs> kind of a big deal. Do you well, have that? Well, a lot I mean, of times why I say that is a lot of times people who have parents who are famous in some capacity, mm -hmm. their kids, it's like not a big deal to yeah. them at all. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's just. Uh, it's just dad. It's just daddy, you know. It's mm -hmm. like I wake up and he's on the road. Wake up and he's back. But he's such a regular dude. He's just just an old country boy, that uh, you know, it's he he's not. He he was somebody who was not meant to be famous, but he was so good at singing that he uh, that he became famous. And because he's just a regular dude, mm -hmm. and we go to Walmart and we go out hunting and fishing, and uh, everybody knows him. And he knows he knows everybody. So, but uh, that's just how he is. One of the things I remember you telling me a couple years ago um, that he was allowing you to use the bus, the yeah. tour bus, yeah. because he's like, I I'm too old to do that yeah. gig. You're young. And that was like a big deal to you. are like, yeah. I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt I'll take it. And then uh, then eventually we started having to pay for it. But I was, you know, luckily I was able to afford it. And uh, But uh, that, you know, that's uh, that was a blessing, especially going around playing stuff in Kentucky that uh, we could we could use that bus and, yeah. and uh, be able to travel comfortably. What has he told you about the business? Because it sounds like to me that, you know, he told you, like, son, this isn't going to be easy. Yeah. I'm not really yeah. going to, like, handhold you into yeah. it, probably. You're going to have to find out, you know, your own well, way. Well, I knew that every, you know, every inch of success, so-called success that I was, that I had, I was going to have to work for. That was, that was, uh, that was the bottom line. But he, you know, he, uh, he told, he told me, one of the first things he told me is, is one, no matter how poppy it gets, uh, Real country music's always going to find a little sniggle its way back in, mm -hmm. and uh, a good song tops everything. If you've got a good song and a believable song, then uh, people are going to listen to it. Absolutely, yeah, that's awesome. You also have another wonderful family member mm -hmm. who has been a great influence to you in Eddie Montgomery. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, he's been a great influence. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, let's clarify yeah. great yeah. influence from Eddie Montgomery. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, he's he's awesome. I love that guy to death. He's shown you the well, ropes in the, some yeah, capacities for music uh, and maybe other things we should yeah. say, right? Well, yeah, we, yeah, stuff we can't say on the podcast. <laughs> Talk to me but. about that also because there is like someone else 
kind of making their own path where, yeah. you know, they started out in the bars. Yeah. Um, we're talking about Montgomery Gentry. Started out in and around the bars here in town as mm -hmm. well and just kicked it around until they got to that point mm -hmm. as well. Well, I always say, you know, every family's got the craziest uncle. Just so happens I've got the craziest uh, uncle. But, uh, you know, he, one, he can he can sing his, mm -hmm. his heart out. And Ahsoka Troy, and uh, that was just uh, the perfect storm that happened right there. And because uh, you know, Daddy was already out on the road, and, and Uncle Eddie and Troy were uh, still playing in Austin City in the Grapevine, which isn't there anymore. But which uh, is a shame. Yeah, it's right. Shame. Yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, no, it was just a perfect storm. And and uh, when you've got something like that, something special like that, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of time. 2017 was a year where I think you were kind of really starting to, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people were starting to know who you were. Mm -hmm. You won that contest for UK yeah. to be able to play before a UK yeah. football game. Yeah. I was there in this, I had just met you recently. Yeah. And then standing out there and seeing all those people, that was so cool. But that was also a bittersweet moment for you as well because that came literally on the heels of Troy Gentry yeah. dying. Yeah, that came. That was the day after yeah. the morning. I guess it was a morning game, really, because it was a noon game. And that was the morning after Troy died. So that was, a, you know, we thought about, uh, we were talking to UK and stuff, and they were like, hey, man, if you if you need to cancel, uh, you know, you can do it. But I was like, and I, and I, I thought about it, but I was like, first of all, Troy was a big old dude, so he would have kicked my butt if uh, if uh, I would have canceled that, that show. So we went out there and played and tried to uh, – tried to honor him with the two things that he, he really loved most besides his family, obviously, was mm -hmm. Kentucky sports and, and music. So, And you did yeah. that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That was a special day. What was that day like for you to be able to connect with people? Well, like I said, you know, all, all well, we were just trying to honor him the mm -hmm. best that we could, but Central Kentucky was mourning as a, as a whole. You know, it wasn't just me. It was, it was whole, it was the, Austin, it was the honky tonkers. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody who, who loved and, and knew the Montgomery Gentry music was a uh, morning that day. So, you know, it, it, was, a, it was a special moment, but uh, and a special show definitely, and it, and it made it even better that, that we won that game. But what about red, white? Yeah, true. Yeah. A win always helps. <laughs> what about red, white, and boom, 2018? That was crazy. I was nuts. Yeah, that you was. You opened, was it, was it sold that you opened the show, or at least you I think it, it? might have been. I think it might have been. But, uh, but it was, it was, uh, no, it was a song called Just a Truck. Okay. That's what it was. Okay. But still, I mean, uh, it was a it was a crazy moment. Just the fact that that uh you know because I was still just out of out of college. I just moved down to Nashville, and I'm just this goofy little kid up on that stage. But uh, being able to sing in Rep Arena, you know, you go to the shows in Rep Arena growing up around here. You go to the basketball games and all that. And uh, heck, I, when I you know I went to Disney on ice. With my sister when I was like seven or something, but so you've done stuff in Rupp Arena. You never, you never uh, envision yourself, especially at that young of an age, just like wow, I'm I'm sitting here playing Rupp Arena. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, and that was a blessing. What's performing like for you? I mean, r walk me through a show and how you all get ready for it. Well, one of the the bigger the, well, it doesn't matter the size of the crowd. You know, I could I could play for thirty people or thirty thousand. It's still we're still gonna have have the same amount of fun, but. Uh, but the bigger the crowd, the more hopped up we get. And my and my best buddies are my band. Yeah, it seems yeah. like you've known those guys forever. Yeah. So well, it's weird. My 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 drummer, his dad was the drummer for Montgomery Gentry for ten years. Wow. So it's kind of full circle going on. But uh, yeah, if we're not having fun, if I'm not having fun on stage with my boys, we're not gonna have fun on stage. So we we really embrace that, and uh, and I think I think 
people can tell, the crowd can tell that we're ha we're just having the time of our lives, and that's what it is. Every time you get on stage, you're like, well, we, we can play music for a living. That's pretty. That's pretty good. When's the first time you remember that? Wow, people are singing my song lyrics back to me. And what was that moment like? The first time, really, I start. I, I even started tearing up a little bit. Was we we did the Kentucky State Fair, and uh, in Louisville, we opened up for Gary Allen, and Simple Town was our closing song, and. And uh, you know, I could just I could hear through my in ears even the people singing along, and it was, I, and I'm a, I'm an emotional I'm a little emotional butterfly, <laughs> but uh, but uh, so I, I started tearing up and stuff. But that was a special moment for me, really, just to you know, because we've been beating up the blacktop and we've been working that song, and just to see people you know people like it yeah. is is pretty cool. I know that when you graduated high school, yeah. mom said you need to try to go to UK yeah. or somewhere. Yeah. And then you said, well, I'm going to go for yeah. however long. Yeah. And eventually you decided that wasn't for you. Well, I love I loved college. I met a sure. lot of good friends in, in school. And, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm even going to a Tri-Delt formal or whatever with one of my good friends mm -hmm. next month. But uh, which is fun because I still, you know, I'm still getting to do some 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 cool college stuff, but uh, not being in school. But I, you know, I was a semi guy there. It was it was cool. It was a fun time. But music music had my heart, and uh, and school didn't. So that was a uh, you know, if I'm I'm not going to do something unless I'm 100 percent into it, and I was I, and I'm 100 percent in music. And so with that being said, you're now in Nashville. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of people move down there, and I think they probably have, well, I'm going to try to find a gig somewhere yeah. in a bar. You're kind of focused on the songwriting aspect yeah. and really getting the music done. Yeah. Talk to me about that. I'm basically writing songs every day. I'm down there during the weekdays mm -hmm. mostly, and uh, which is which makes it full-time. And uh, writing songs every day, if, um, if I'm not writing songs, I'm having meetings trying to figure out how I can get song, song rights with more people, more people that I haven't written with before, and... Uh, you know, just meetings with my booking agent, seeing seeing how uh, how we can get more shows and stuff. So we're uh, it's a full time job down there, but uh, so that that is my that is my gig. I love country music, but I think that's what I find more fascinating is yeah. what you're talking about. That how do you meet this person to get to that mm -hmm. person? How does it work when you do what you say rights with people? Yeah, well, you know, it uh, you you uh, get into a right with someone who you know obviously. Uh, they're better than you. They've they've written songs and stuff, and it's just the more people you write with that are better than you, you know, you got to learn. You got to learn from them, and then that just that makes your songwriting even better with every write. So that's that's really that's really what it is. You just gotta you just gotta keep on grinding, especially in songwriting. A lot of people don't realize that. You know, they see they just see the two hours up on stage shaking your butt, and uh, but you know everything that goes into it is a uh, is what makes that happen. Obviously, you love your songs, mm -hmm. and you want people to listen to your music, yeah. but it is, is it the ultimate compliment to have written a song and someone else say, I've got to have that song? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and uh, you know, our, my, my songwriting profile is probably up to 50 now, which, uh, you know, for about eight months in town is a, is a lot. But we've been working, and, and uh, when, it, when somebody likes a song you've written, it's a uh, somebody's not biased to be like, okay, yeah, I like that, you know, I like that song just because you wrote it. But when somebody wants to record your song or likes to record your song, uh, that's that's an honor. That's Is an it honor. hard to give those songs away? Because I would imagine they feel like your babies. Well, it's a well, it is just an honor. So you're yeah. you're just wow. Somebody wants mm. to record my song, so it's it's not that hard. If uh, I've never had a. I've never had a, a song that I was like, okay, that song's that song's me. But and that's the beauty of writing songs. You can you can uh, you can write a song, and it might not specifically be for you, 
but it's still a beautiful song that somebody else might want to sing. Yeah. What's your touring schedule like now? A lot. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's how you make yeah. money, yeah. right? Yeah. But uh, make You're money and lose money. You're using that tour bus, yeah. right? Well, no. Okay, we just got a Sprinter van. Okay. That we're that we're building out because uh, we're working back up to the yeah. bus, right? Yeah, yeah. Because bringing the bus out of you know in Kentucky, it's realistic, but mm -hmm. going down to Florida and all that, it's a, it's a, it's a lot. Sure. But uh, so we got the Sprinter van with a few bunks in it and, and a very very small TV so we can watch Kentucky football, but uh, and so yeah, <laughs> but so we're gonna go down to Florida in it and Georgia and. And all that, but we're we, we're really busy this year. When will you start? We start on March sixteenth is our first out of state show this year. Well, not I, I take that back. We've we've gone to Maryland and Virginia on one run, but this is going to be the first big one. We're going to uh, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, Macon, Georgia, and then we're going on a little tour with Tracy Lawrence for a few shows in Florida. Tracy so, Lawrence, yeah, that's some great music right, right? there. Yeah. That's awesome because I would imagine for you, A, just because of who your dad is and your love for music, then being able to go out with somebody like that who yeah. has been in and around the music scene for so long, has so many great songs, that to, and yeah. then to take a young guy like you along is really special. Well, it's it's cool just because that's what I cut my teeth on. You know, I grew, I grew up listening to the Tracy Lawrence, and, and I remember the first show that I ever did at Willie's. You know, we played Alibis. We played Texas Tornado. It was a two-hour set. But uh, so that, it's cool to... Uh, be able to open up for those truly living legends in country music. Do you have a first concert that you went to? First concert I ever went to, besides Daddy. Right. Uh, he doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it had to have been, I think it might have been Dirks Bentley wow. at Rupp Arena. And, I mean, this was like early, early 2000s, sure. as soon as he come out. Yeah. And uh, I think he was opening up for Lady A or something like that. And uh, so that I think that that's the first concert that I can remember but uh there's been a lot of them do you have a most embarrassing moment on stage uh, I, well, maybe you haven't had one and then I just jinxed you and I've now it's coming knock on some yeah. wood well I've, okay I almost fell because so there was this little girl her name's Miley and she's like at every show and uh she and she makes a different sign for every show and we were playing the summer set with uh Rodney Atkins that's who it was and uh so I just got done and I couldn't read the sign from the stage so I went off the stage and I and I almost fell and uh, the whole crowd like just the, you could hear the gasps and I and I and I kind of got up and I was like I'm all right I'm all right but uh so that's probably the Gotta most embarrassing going. yeah that's probably the most embarrassing but even that it's fun it's funny that's I mean. great talk to me about you know how I think a lot of people they they go to concerts and they they do that but I think a lot of people want to know how do you get to all of these different places. You now have, you said, a booking agent. Yeah. Has that helped immensely, yeah. just oh, someone yeah. that can, can kind of get your name out there? Yeah, well, we're with, uh, you know, we're with William Morris Entertainment, which is the biggest booking agent in the world, and uh, I'm, I was blessed for them to take me on. And uh, and so they kind of, you know, because booking in Kentucky, it was just me and my mama. So uh, we were just trying to get everything in Kentucky, but they've got the contacts out of state that uh, that we wouldn't necessarily be able to get. Do you have a place that's yeah. like a bucket list item to play? Well, uh, we're up arena anytime. Yeah. This is a bucket list. and uh, But Manchester Music Hall is my favorite place to play in Lexington, which we might have a show uh, later on this year. Headline, cool. hopefully. Talk to me about, I think Lexington, well, Central Kentucky in general, and Kentucky for mm -hmm. that matter. I mean, we have such a great musical history mm -hmm. of folks. But I feel like Lexington itself is such this 
little hub mm. of great music. It is. And places like Manchester have yeah. really made the difference for yeah. that. Manchester is awesome. Yeah. That is my favorite place to go play, uh, go see a show in Lexington. And uh, they, I feel like they've just really changed, changed it, bringing those artists that can't necessarily headline Rep Arena mm-hmm. yet, but they can sell out, like the Morgan Wallens that they just had. Uh, they can sell out a Manchester Music Hall 1400 capacity uh, venue. And it sounds really good in there. It does. It's it, awesome. You know, it sounds really, really yeah. good in there. How do you feel about when you hear the term bro country? Bro country? Yeah. Well, I, lo- I love all kinds of country. Because you like some of those guys. Yeah. I know some of those guys are influenced, you know, yeah. to you. Well, my hero is like Luke Bryan. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, and I wouldn't even necessarily call that bro country, mm-hmm. but people do call it bro country. And uh, so, you know, there, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a cutoff where you're like, all right, what are you doing, man? But, uh, but I, you know, the, the uh, Luke Bryans of the world is still real country. He just made his own country. Mm-hmm. He just I think made country his own gets country. a bad rap because of that. Yeah. And, uh, I get really offended when people say I, that. I agree. Yeah. And, it's, and uh, you know, Luke Bryan just made it, you know, in all the bro country, they just made their own style of country. And it's still got steel guitar. Country Girl Shake It For Me has a fiddle on it. So, uh, you know, those people who don't, you know, who, who rag on it, they, uh, you know, that's their opinion. But. What's your daddy up to these days? What He's what keeps him busy through the getting old? But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, well, no, I, I call I call him old man all the time. It makes him matter and fire. But uh, he's a uh, he had vocal surgery in in January, and uh, he's recovering from that. But he's doing he's doing real well and and about to get back on the road. Does he stay on you? Do you does he say, son, you should be doing this better or that, or does he kind of stay out of the way? No, actually, he stays out of the way, and uh, and uh, that's surprising to a lot of interviews I do, and people ask that they're they're really surprised, but. Uh, that just goes back to the, you know, hey, you're going, you know, no, no red carpet's going to be rolled out for you, Bubba. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to do it yourself, and uh, and uh, I, you know, I'm cool with that. I love that. I don't, I, I don't want a red carpet rolled out for me. I want to go out and and beat up that blacktop and earn it. Are you now at that point? I mean, I know you're still early on in in your career, but you also you know, have the ability to pave the way for other, you know, youngsters mm-hmm. that are kind of looking up to you. Have you had that moment where, you know, somebody's like, I, you know, I want to do this. How do I do it? Are you at that point where you can kind of... Well, we've had, you know, we've had a few meet and greets and stuff where people come up and uh, they say, you know, they say that a song has, has really inspired them or something. And that's really special to me. But uh, but we're never done working. It's a full-time, it's a full-time job and we still got to build those blocks. So too. what's next? What's It's 2019. I know you're going on mm-hmm. tour. You're working on a bunch of music. Like, mm-hmm. what does 2019 hold for you? Just keep on building those blocks. Keep on writing, writing on the road. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to be in Nashville to write. You, you know, we're going to be writing on that Sprinter. We'll be cramped up, but we're still going to do it. We're going to go play as many shows wherever they want us and uh, and uh, just keep on, you know, and, and if we can if we can go to Macon, Georgia and and 30 people come out, that's that's fine with me. You know, 30, 30 more people know know who I am and, and have heard my music. So, A um, couple of things that I always ask on this podcast, and I didn't tell you ahead of time, so feel free to say pass. Um, I always like to ask people about books, if that's something that's important to them. I'm kind of a books, bookworm, oh and I like to know if there's I'm something so glad that's, you asked that. But if there's something that's been important to you, something that's really influenced you, well, something you're reading right now. I love I love history, and uh, I think that history uh, is, is something that has really gone away, especially in my generation. But if you don't know what you did in the past as a country or something, you ain't gonna you know. There's no way you can move forward. So I'm just you know I'm really into history and read a lot about it and that's but that's probably the most influential reading I do that's cool 
cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And then this podcast is called Uniquely Kentucky. And yeah. I'd like to ask my guests what you think makes Kentucky so unique. Everything. Our, our history from music to, uh, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a beautiful painting in the Capitol building of Daniel Boone mm -hmm. looking over over the uh, over the state when he supposedly founded it and just stuff like that you know uh, looking back and seeing what we've accomplished our coal miners uh, everything you know there's three parts of the state western central and, and eastern so whatever you know working together to to uh, this coalition to get where we are today and uh, that's, I mean, that's just, that's what I think is important. Look at you, Walker Montgomery. Yeah. You're kind of an old soul. Yeah. Frank Sinatra, <laughs> Kentucky history. Yeah. I love it. How do people find you if they want to find shows or find your music? Uh, go to walkermontgomery.com. You know, you'll find, you'll find links to Spotify, Apple Music, uh, every show that we, that we've, well, that we have confirmed booked that we're allowed to uh, release and have a release date for and uh, there's also a merch store on there so you can go pick up some swag. Swag. When can say. we expect new music? Uh, hopefully soon. We're, we're trying to get back in the studio in March and uh, and then after that it's it's all up to the producers that, uh, that do it. The, it's yeah. in their, you've gotten your job done, yeah. it's up to them, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Walker Montgomery, want to thank him for being a part of Uniquely Kentucky. Go check him out. If you've never listened to his music, go look for it. Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. Preferably, I'm sure he would like for you to purchase it. Um, <laughs> and then his swag. But he is uh, a great individual representing Central Kentucky and out there kicking around in the music scene. Walker, we appreciate you. Hey, well, thank you. God bless.